Shalom, shalom. Welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith, living life in the Spirit. I hope you're blessed and encouraged. Shabbat shalom for all of you who are still in uh, the Sabbath, whatever time zone you are in. It is the evening here in Israel, and what a blessed Sabbath we have had. A good time to be in the Word, to be in fellowship, and just to enjoy the presence of Yehovah. It is such a blessing, isn't it, to have a day of rest, a time that we can set ourselves aside and uh, just understand that the Sabbath is an appointed time with Yehovah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. Well, guess what? We're still in our mini-series, I'm a Witness. And, you know, our focus probably for maybe, you know, another five days or four or five days, uh, our focus is really to identify key areas of transformation within our lives concerning salvation that we can rehearse together and go through together to strengthen our witness and what are some of the key areas that we should be sharing with others concerning our salvation. Today, uh, we're going to be looking at salvation one way, and you might think that this uh, is quite a basic discussion or something that should be very simple. Well, the reality is in today's world and today's uh, Christianity, um, those who follow Yeshua, no matter what sort of stream you're coming from, listen, you know, there's so many views and so many points of views at this time, and we want to get back to the Word and stand upon the promises of the Word and see that come to pass and, and identify our salvation from the Scriptures. There is only one way. You cannot get to the Father any other way than through Yeshua, and I hope that's your belief and where you uh, come from. And we're going to open up the scriptures on that because it's vitally important. So if you are tuning in, I just encourage you, uh, just give us a shout out on the comments section. If you're watching by YouTube, you can write in the comments section there. Also on our Facebook feeds, no matter what feed you're watching on, we're on multiple channels on Facebook. Um, just uh, give us a shout out. Let us know that you are joining with us. I see we've got Russell, who is in Jerusalem. Welcome, Russell. Good to see you. Good to talk with you tonight. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. We've got Esther in Australia. We've got B with us. We've got Lola in Florida. Welcome. Thanks for joining with us. Uh, we've got June Buckley in the UK, I see as well. Uh, plus, we've got uh, Jason joining with us. Welcome. Thanks for joining with us. It is a blessing to have you with us. And J um, not J yeah, Jason, uh, I'm not sure where you are, Jason. I think you are in the Massachusetts area. So welcome. Thank you. Hallelujah. All right. We'll take a moment to pray. We're going to delve into the Word and let's just pray that this is a, a time of refreshing as we identify what the Father has done in our life. And also every day we want to make sure that we take time to have a, a personal challenge on uh, praying for those around us who are not yet saved and asking the Holy Spirit for opportunities to share our faith with others. So we ask, Father, right now as we take time in the Word that you will empower us by your Spirit. 
that we won't just be listening uh, to a talking head, but we will engage together in your word and in fellowship tonight. I pray, Father, that you will shine your light on your word, that you will shine your light upon our lives as we give glory to you for what you have done in our lives. Hallelujah for salvation. Thank you, Father, for saving me. And let that be your prayer as well. Father, we rejoice in what you have done within our lives. And as we spend time together, we ask, Father, for you to quicken to us those who are not yet saved that we could be ministering to, that as we refresh uh, our walk with you through the scriptures, may you empower us to be effective in evangelism and in reaching out to make a difference for your kingdom in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. All right. Well, look, I want to open up in John chapter 3. Of course, we've, we've mentioned John chapter 3, verse 16. Uh, you know, but I want to read from verse 14. Just as Moshe lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. Hallelujah. And what we see in John chapter 3 is we see Nicodemus, the teacher of the law. He comes to Yeshua in the evening. And what does Yeshua state? He says, you must be born again. He said, I want to teach you. I want to talk to you about being born again of the Spirit. Listen, the devil believes in Elohim, believes in Yeshua, and that doesn't mean he's saved. We've got to be born again. We've got to come and recognize who Yeshua is, that he is the only way for salvation. But we also want to recognize how much Yehovah loves the world. And how important it is that we see the deliverance plan that the Father lays out within the Word. So in John uh, 3, verse 16, we just read, read in 15 how you can see even in the time of Moses and the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. The Son of Man, he must be lifted up. He must be lifted up that everyone uh, may see him and believe in him, just as the snake was lifted up in the desert. Verse 16, For Elohim so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For Elohim did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of Elohim's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds are evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly and that what he has done has been done through Elohim. Hallelujah. So we've got to come to the place of coming into the light. And I want you to think about the day of your salvation, the day you were transformed. And, you know, we can also look back at times when we uh, have, uh, if you've backslid and fallen away, times where you've seen the restoration of your faith. And you might be watching right now and you're not in the right place with Elohim. You might be backslidden. You might have 
stepped out of the purposes in the will of Yahovah. And I pray as we go through this time within the word that you will come on fire and uh, re-dedicate uh, uh, your life back to Yeshua, that you uh, will, will come back to the faith. And, you know, this is one point I want to speak on uh, just for a moment, because sometimes people feel like they can't come back because of what they have done and how they've lived their life. You know, I've got a backslidden story. I walked away from Elohim when I was 15. And I said, God, I'm not walking away because I don't love you. I'm walking away because I'm trying to identify who, I'm, who I am. You know, do I have a real experience with Yeshua, with the Messiah? You know, why can't I find other uh, testimonies of people that truly know the voice of Elohim. Look, you know, don't tell me we have salvation. It says in the word, my sheep know my voice. How do we follow the orders and the, the walk of faith if we're not walking by the Spirit and walking by the voice of Elohim. We need to know the voice of Elohim. And that voice comes to us by the voice of the Spirit. Do we hear the Holy Spirit speaking to us on a regular basis? Now, some people hear audible voices from time to times. But, you know, the, the Spirit speaks to us in that still small voice and gives us direction, gives us understanding and we've got to get to that place where we understand what the voice of the spirit is and how he communicates to us so as we're reading the word you know we're not just going through information but we're going through revelation and the word becomes alive to us and we're walking in the fullness of the word well i was 15 and you know i was persecuted from my faith i was uh, i heard the voice of the holy spirit on a daily basis i ministered the love of the holy spirit on a daily basis i shared my faith i ministered to to people every single day and i heard that the spirit give me words uh of encouragement things to say in my witness and this is what I love about being a witness and witnessing for Yeshua is every time we communicate we don't want to communicate from the basis of a script you know 12 steps uh, you know we want to identify that the people we are sharing with they are important to Elohim and we want to be engaged in conversation and we want to be led by the spirit on how to witness and how to share our faith with others so firstly what we want to do is identify how is the Holy Spirit dealt with us. Yes, I had that saving experience of salvation when I was 11 years old, and it was a radical encounter with Elohim. And I shared that on uh, part one, so I'm not going to share that tonight. But um, what I want to talk about is when I was in that place of backsliding at 15, I walked away from God, and I'm thinking, you know, is this all in my head? Is this real? Am I truly hearing the voice of the Spirit? Some people are saying, what do you mean you hear the voice of the Spirit? Well, you know, that that's, a, that's very prideful to say that you hear the voice of the Spirit. But, you know, as we read the Scripture, it says, my sheep know my voice. You know, it's about relationship. The Comforter will come, as we see in John chapter 14, verse 26. He will remind us of everything that Yeshua has said. He will show us what is to come. 
It is all about relationship. So why shouldn't we hear the voice of the Spirit very clearly? You know, every day when we get up and we come into the presence of Yahovah, are we receiving? Do we expect to receive in the presence of Yahovah? Maybe you come to your devotional time each day and you just go through a book, you just go through something that someone else has done and you just say amen at the end and walk away into your daily uh, chores, your daily life, your daily activities. But did we truly receive? Are we listening? Are we taking time to meditate and say, Father, speak to me through your word? And this is what I want to encourage you to get to. If you're going to be effective in witnessing and sharing your faith with others, then we want to be connected. We want to make that right connection in the spirit. We want to be those who have a listening ear so that our conversation is laced with the glory of Yahovah, that we can speak those words. Maybe those spiritual gifts will be activated and you'll have a word of knowledge. You'll have insight from the Holy Spirit on what to say and how to minister directly to that person. You know, we saw Yeshua. He looked at the crowd and he had compassion. He said, they are, they are um, sheep without a shepherd. And he wanted to bring forth his life to them. And he had compassion uh, for the crowd. When we look at people who are not saved, do we have compassion? Do you care if we're going to be effective in evangelism and sharing our faith? You know, we've got to care. We've got to have our eyes open that we see. So I was telling you, I'm 15 years old. Uh, I saw lots of signs and wonders and miracles in my youth, transformation by the Spirit. I held, heard the voice of Elohim clearly speaking to me by the Spirit every single day on an ongoing basis. And, you know, that was my life. That's what I walked in. But then people were like, what do you mean? You know, that, that doesn't sound normal. But when I go to the Scripture, yes, it is normal. And it is how we should be walking. And, you know, it's why I encourage each and every one of us, we have got to know how to be devoted in his presence. So I said to the Father, you know, you know, because the devil used to come to me every day and say, imagine serving God your whole life and finding out he's not real. And I used to say, devil, that's no temptation. Imagine not serving God your whole life and then finding out he is real. I know what's better. So, you know, that very thing, it was no temptation, became a temptation to me four years later from 11 to 15. And I, I said, God, you know, I'm walking away from you, not because I, I don't love you. It's because I don't know who I am. Uh, I can't find a witness and a testimony of people who are living this life, uh, walking in the spirit. I can find sincere Christians, sincere believers who pray, who love, who care, uh, who are genuine in their faith. But why is it people are not seeking to truly know the voice of the Spirit like I was walking in? And, you know, people were condemning me 
for that walk. And even today, you know, I hear, not necessarily today, but in today, uh, you know, in my walk, uh, in my day-to-day life, I, you know, I hear testimonies or, or feedback of people who want to mock people who tell you to know the voice of the Spirit. But, you know, it's relationship, and I want to encourage you to get to that place. So between the age of 15 to 17, for two years, I walked in the world, lived as the world, didn't serve God, didn't pray. I said maybe because I was brought up in a Christian home, I was brought up in a faith environment, maybe I'm brainwashed. I need to know the reality of God. But on that park, on that day at school where I said, God, I'm walking away from you, I said, I'm not walking away because I don't love you, God. I'm walking away because I want to truly discover your reality. I give you permission. Reveal yourself to me, and I will serve you all the days of my life. And, you know, I served the devil notice. I said, if I find the living reality of Elohim, the living reality of God, I will come after you to the nations of the world, and you'll wish you never mess with me. And, you know, then I walked off that uh, school uh, uh, soccer field, all-weather soccer field in the drizzling rain. Never forget that day. And I just lived my life. I didn't feel any unction to pray. I, the, the Holy Spirit left me. I, I was just on my own. Then uh, I was drinking uh, most days, smoking cigarettes, doing all this stuff, living life in the music industry and everything, and just getting out there in the pubs and just living life godless without God. Then one day when I was 17, uh, I was doing what I normally did on the weekends. I'd go pub crawling, I'd drink, uh, and just, you know, be involved and engaged in the world's way of life. Then one night I was in a pub, I was plastered out my box, as we call it in Scotland. I'd been drinking most of the day. I ordered 10 double perno and black currants to finish the day off with liqueurs. I'm throwing them back, and then all of a sudden, boom! It's like a bomb went off, a flash. Something happened. Instantly, I become sober. And I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit for the first time in two years. He says, look around. They're all hurting, crying out, saying, please, somebody help me. He said, look at what you once had and look at what you now have. It is time for you to come home. Wow, what an encounter. As I'm looking around, the Holy Spirit is showing me what's going on in the life of my friends, what's going on in the people around me. He's, he, all of a sudden, I'm coming alive uh, in the Spirit, and I realize that this is an encounter with the living God. I am being transformed by the power of God. No man is intervening. It's, you know, No one's witnessing to me, sharing with me. I'm supernaturally transformed in that moment. I walked out of that pub completely sober in my right mind. I was supernaturally transformed. Let me tell you something. From the age of 17 to the age of uh, 51, nearly 50, 51 now, I have served Yehovah faithfully in every way that I know how from that day to this day. I was supernaturally changed. And yes, I've held to that word. I'll serve you, Yehovah, all the days of my life. And devil, you watch out. I have gone to the nations and preached the gospel and uh, caused havoc in the kingdom of hell because Yeshua 
the Messiah, he is alive. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. He is alive. And I'm not encouraging you to backslide to, okay, if I don't have this encounter. No, I'm not telling you. I'm just telling you my testimony, the journey that God took me on. I don't encourage you to be separated from God trying to work things out. You know, I encourage you to delve into the Word, to grow in God, to be discipled, to experience the richness and fullness of Yahovah. So in John 14, what does it say? Yeshua said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And what we want to establish today is the importance that there is only one way to the Father. And, you know, in the fellowship we were uh, in today, uh, they were preaching and ministering from Matthew chapter 23. And, I, you know, as I was listening to, you know, the seven woes and uh, what we experience, uh, I've shared on this portion of Scripture, uh, I don't know if it was last week or in one of our early teachings in the last couple of weeks, but I shared in this portion of Scripture, and I said, look, you know, we see how Yeshua in uh, these, you know, chapter uh, 21 uh, through to uh, 23, we see in these few uh, chapters in the book of Matthew, Yeshua is speaking and debating with the religious, and he's bringing forth the message before he comes to the place of crucifixion. And in John chapter 14, 15, and 16, we see Yeshua dealing with his disciples and speaking instructions to his disciples. But I want to go to an interesting scripture, Yeshua, where he is uh, basically dealing with those Pharisees, concerning the Pharisees. And in verse 13, you know, we've got seven woes or eight woes, depending, uh, you know, if you bring verse 13 into it, some uh, uh, manuscripts, or sorry, verse 14, don't have verse 14 within the script. But if you go to verse 13, this is what Yeshua says. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the kingdom of heaven in men's faces and yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. Now, what's he saying? You know, Yeshua is getting it very clear that there's only one way for salvation in your way, O Pharisees. Your way is not the right way. And in verse 15, he says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You travel over land and sea to win a single convert. And when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as you are. Oh, you blind guides. Woe to you, you blind guys. Man, Yeshua, he is going straight for the jugular here. And, and he is making it very clear. You know, you reject me and you don't listen to, to Moses. And then I'm going to deal with you on the level that you need to be dealt with. For what purpose? To open their eyes to see the truth of the gospel. The reason why Yeshua was so direct is that some may come to salvation, that people will realize who he is. There is only one 
way. And when we're dealing with the religious and dealing with those Pharisaic religious spirits, you know, sometimes that message is going to be strong. You know, when I'm witnessing to the religious Jews, you know, I tell them, I, I, I make it very clear to them, you have no covenant with God. They're like, what? What are you talking about? Because you disobey Moses. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, you know, Moses says, there's one coming like me and you must listen to him. If you don't, paraphrase mine, you will be completely cut off. So what's he saying? When this Messiah comes, you have got to listen to him. There's only one way. And this is the confidence we have in sharing the gospel of Yeshua. This is the confidence we have that we are saved, that, you know, it's a narrow road. We, we don't enter the kingdom through the wide road. It's a narrow road. And I remember one Jew uh, was telling me, you know, this Jesus stuff, don't talk to me about Jesus. You know, he's not the Messiah. And, and I remember sharing with him from Jeremiah chapter 32, and it's an interesting scripture, and I believe that this um, uh, scripture in verse uh, 39 is linked to John when he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me in John 14. And this is what it says. It's interesting in verse 39 in this portion of Scripture. But before I get to 39, in 27 of Jeremiah chapter 32, it says, I am Yahovah, the Elohim of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? And as we read in Matthew chapter 23, what did you see? You saw something that's really quite unusual. You saw Yeshua addressing the Pharisees who were engaging in what? They were engaging in traveling over land and sea for converts. And, you know, today that's a, a rarity to see Jewish people going out trying to convert the Goyim, those of the nations to Judaism. Well, you know, what do we see in modern day Judaism today? If you come along and say, I want to convert uh, to Judaism today, then the process you go through according to the rabbinic order, uh, you know, I'm just explaining what people go through. The, the rabbi you go to, he's going to deny you on a number of occasions. Uh, he's going to try and convince you. You don't want to uh, uh, come to Judaism. You don't want to convert to Judaism because, you know, you, you know he, he wants to do everything to stop you from converting to Judaism so that uh, you experience that rejection that was experienced in the Holocaust, the rejection that Jews have experienced uh, in history. And the purpose behind this is that if you still stay around and you're still there one year down the road, then mm, maybe you, you could be a, a true Jew. Maybe this is the right path for you. And uh, they'll start to embrace you through their process to become uh, accepted and convert to Judaism. Well, that's not what we see in the gospel. We see a God who loves the world 
And he wants the gospel of salvation to go to the world. And in verse 27 of Jeremiah 32, I am Yehovah, the Elohim of all mankind. And this takes us back to John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him, this gospel is not limited just to one people. It's for whoever believes in him. Yes, we are grafted in, but not into Judaism. We are grafted in to the commonwealth of Israel as we read in the book of Ephesians. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. But this, the word I shared uh, with this Jew in, in the car one night in North Carolina and Charlotte, who was offended by faith in Yeshua. And, and how can you believe in Yeshua? You know, the, you know he, he's another God. It's another message. And I said, listen, the very fact that Jesus, Yeshua, says that there is only one way to the Father should confirm to a Jew that this is the Messiah talking because in verse 39 it says... Um, Let's find it. I will give them singleness of heart and action so that they will always fear me for their own good and the good of their children after them. So what does it say? I will give them singleness of heart and action. And I love the scripture translation. It says, and I shall give them one heart and one way. Oh, hallelujah. Put a mark in your Bibles in that part of Scripture and how that relates to Yeshua in John 14. Said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We see that singleness of heart. There's only one way. There's only one way. You cannot be saved any other way way. And you know, we've got organizations out there that talk about dual covenant. You know, you don't have to preach to the Jews, just get them home. They're in covenant. God will deal with them directly. There's a covenant for them and there's a covenant for uh, others. No, there's only one gospel. There's only one way. And that one way is in Yeshua. Hallelujah. So, you know, I, I want us to really celebrates the blessing of the singleness of heart and actions as we rejoice in Yeshua. If you turn with me to the book of Acts, let's go to Acts chapter 4, and we'll just read uh, testimony uh, there. Let me just get there, Acts chapter 4. I didn't have a marker in here. Okay, Acts uh, chapter 4, and... Um, you know, we're, we're talking on the, the time of persecution coming and, and Peter filled with the Spirit. He speaks here in verse 12. He says, salvation is found in no one else. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. And this should be our boldness in recognizing that we are only saved through Yeshua. And you might be watching right now, and we talked about if you're in that backslidden state, it's time to repent and to turn around and, and teshuvah, come back to who the Father has called you to be, to be aligned 
in the will and purpose of Yahovah in salvation. Repent. And that's what I did in that pub when I had that encounter with Yeshua. He sobered me up by the Spirit. He spoke to me. He said, it is time for you to come home. And may this be a word for you right now. If you are out of place with Elohim, it is time for you to come home, says Yahovah. Come home. Come back to who the Father has called you to be. And when that happened to me and I walked out of that pub, I didn't just say glory, glory, hallelujah. I came to the place of repentance. Father, I have done wrong. I identify what you're saying to me. I, 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 I repent of my sins. I want to be in short account with you. I want to have the blood of Jesus washing me, cleansing me. And I want to serve you all the days of my life. One way. Salvation. One way. There's no other name under heaven by which you can be saved. You know, and, you know, I've seen people talk about uh, the, the scripture of being unequally yoked or being yoked. And, and they've said, oh, we can yoke with the Jews that deny Yeshua. If it's a Karite Jew, if it's, a, a, you know, just a, a, a Jew in Judaism or just a, a Jew that follows the Torah. Let me tell you something. You cannot be yoked or unequally yoked, uh, you know. To be yoked is through Messiah, through Yeshua. So we have got to experience who he is and we've got to be found in him. Hallelujah. I love also what it says in 1 Timothy. Uh, turn with me, uh, Timothy. I love uh, looking for the book of Timothy. You're looking for the T's. The T's are together. Hallelujah. 1 Timothy chapter 2, and uh, it says here in verse 5, For there is, there is uh, one God and one mediator between Elohim and man, and the, and the man Yeshua the Messiah, who gave himself as a ransom for men, the testimony given in its proper time. Uh, and for this purpose, I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I am telling you the truth. I'm not lying. Um, and a teacher of the true faith to the Gentiles. So what's he saying here? There's one mediator between God and man. It's Yeshua, the Messiah. Only one mediator. So, you know, you can't just come uh, to salvation through your Catholic priest, through this baptism and Catholicism or child baptism, or you can't be saved through the faith of your parents or just because you're brought up in uh, a local assembly. You know, you would be surprised at how many children of those who are saved uh, you know, have thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm brought up in this, so I'm just saved. No, you have got to come to a place where you acknowledge Yeshua individually. You've got to come to a place where you make a decision. That this is your decision, not the decision of your parents, not the decision of your family members. But I choose to accept and declare that Yeshua is Lord and we need to make that decision before others. So there's only one mediator between Elohim and men, 
and it's Yeshua, the Messiah. So we want to stand upon the promises of Yeshua. And John chapter 10 as well, and just bounce around a few scripture on the importance of, you know, there is no other way. And I love how Yeshua talks, you know, what's he basically saying? He's, he's, he's basically saying, you know, you have got to come through me. If you don't come through me, you're not worthy of me. And boy, he laid into those Pharisees. He says, you convert people with your method, you're making them twice the sons of hell as you are. You have a false message. Your father is Hasatan. It's Satan. It's not God. But what do we see here? It says in verse 7, Yeshua speaking, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Oh, rejoice and take a moment to recognize what Yeshua has done in your life. Are you thankful for salvation? Are you thankful for what Yeshua has done for you? If we are going to be that witness, if we are going to be that testimony and minister the love of Yeshua to the broken hearted, first we've got to identify, do we have compassion for the needs of others? Do we accept what Yeshua has done in our life? Or has the salvation message just become old? Yawn, yawn, yawn. Oh, you know, I'm so much... Uh, further down the road in my faith uh, to the salvation message. You know, isn't it interesting that many people, they, uh, they get upset with fellowships that are always preaching the salvation message that people may be saved. And they're like, oh, we don't need that anymore. You know, we're past that. And there's people within their uh, kehalas, their fellowships, who are not saved because we are not paying attention to the importance of the salvation message. And this is why my heart is to mobilize the body of Messiah to be effective in our witness. My heart is that we get to that place where we recognize, you know what, Yeshua, I want to take your word to this broken world. I want to take your promises to this generation. You know, Yeshua says that he would die for our sins, and we have to believe that uh, uh, who he is, that he has died for our sins. Do you believe that today, that Yeshua has died? He's paid that price. He's that Passover lamb. And we're coming up to Pesach here shortly, here, you know, around the world. It's that time of year, hallelujah, in the biblical calendar, in the biblical order. And what a blessing it is to look to Yeshua as our Passover lamb. You have paid the price. And we want to take time to celebrate in the Passover, in the victory of what Yeshua has done. And, you know, just uh, the, the scripture here I was thinking uh, that I think is, is important that we see, uh, you know, there's Ephesians chapter 6 and there's uh, John chapter 10 as well. And uh, in John chapter 10, if we just read from uh, verse uh, 
14, it says, How can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And, you know, where's that the scripture taken from? It comes from Isaiah 50. Two, where it says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who bring good news, who 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 brings who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who say to Zion, Your God reigns. Hallelujah. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And you know. That brings us to uh, Ephesians. And, you know, don't we love Ephesians chapter 6? And, you know, what we love about uh, Ephesians is we see Paul outlining the gospel. And as we go through from Ephesians chapter 1 all the way to chapter 6, we see that the gospel that Paul is teaching is exact same as the gospel that Yeshua has taught. And in Ephesians chapter 6, if you just go to verse 15 as part of the armor of uh, uh, the armor of God that we put on, it says in verse 15, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So we want to be shod, our feet shod with the gospel of peace. Now I want to ask you a question tonight or today. Are you, uh, do you find it easy to share your faith? Do you like to share your faith and minister of your testimony with others? Do you want to reach out to the brokenhearted? Because we want to get to that place where it is our passion to share our faith with others. We should be desiring to seek opportunities to share our faith on a daily basis. And, you know, that's what I want us to get to. I want us to ask the Holy Spirit right now. You know, is there someone that we should be sharing our faith with right now? Is there someone that the Holy Spirit is bringing to your remembrance that you could share Yeshua with? Is there someone who's looking at all different ways for salvation? They might be looking to the New Age. They might be caught up in things like yoga, uh, martial arts. And, you know, you might be thinking, what are you saying? What, yoga? Don't you know there's Christian yoga? Listen, you can never have Christian yoga. Every position within yoga is a, a position of worship to a foreign god. So it doesn't matter if you're playing Christian music. It doesn't matter if you're enjoying worship music while you're doing these acts. You're in rebellion and you need to repent. There's only one way to the Father, and that is through Yeshua. Yeshua, we thank you for what you have done in our lives. We want to walk in your ways. And my prayer tonight is that we will hear from heaven that he will give us an opportunity to share our faith today. Who do you need to talk to? Are you praying for those who are not yet saved, praying for the lost? Do you have a list of people that you're praying for that you can minister to, to reach for the gospel? Hallelujah. Just take a moment and just ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. 
And my prayer right now is for those people that you are identifying that you can share your faith with. Father, we ask that the veil will be taken from their eyes. We ask, Father, that you will grant them faith, grant them grace to receive you, that they will have ears to hear and eyes to see, that they will be able to hear the gospel message and respond to the gospel message as we share our faith with others. Father, we worship you. We thank you for salvation. We thank you, Yeshua, that there is only one way, and that way is through the cross of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Salvation belongs to our God. Hallelujah. I hope you're blessed and encouraged with the message today. I hope you're having a, a blessed Sabbath. And let's be those who make a decision. It is time to be a witness. It's time to share the gospel of Yeshua. And encourage people, you know, that who, who you know are not genuinely saved because they have not prayed and accepted Yeshua as their Lord and Savior. Encourage them. Do it today. You don't know how many days you have on the earth. You don't know if this is your last week, this is your last day. You might not even wake up tomorrow. Explain to them that this is the day of salvation. This is the hour of salvation. Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead. Your salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. That's what we see in Romans chapter 13. Hallelujah. Well, I want to thank you for joining with me today. If you're blessed and encouraged with the message and you want to share testimony about what the Father is doing in your witness, maybe you are in that place right now. You're listening. You've come across this message on podcast or on social media platforms on YouTube. And you're like, yes, I, I need salvation. Yeshua, save me. Then I want you to write to me, Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. Tell me what's happening within your life. Take a moment to repent, to turn around, to say, Yeshua, I want to understand the fullness of your gospel. I want to receive the Son. I recognize, Yeshua, that you died on the cross. You paid the price so that I may be saved. Hallelujah. Just take that moment. Pray right now. Be saved right now. Receive salvation. If you've prayed to the Father uh, through the Son, if you've accepted Yeshua right now, you know, it's not just about praying a prayer and everything's going to be hunky-dory. You've got to commit and lay your life down and choose to serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. From this day forward, your life is not your own. This is a serious decision. It's not just about agreeing with a message. It's a lifetime commitment. I'm going to serve you, God, all the days of my life. And if you're in a backslidden stage and you're, uh, state and you're listening right now and you know us, we're sharing about the only way, the one way, Yeshua, He, that singleness of heart, that singleness of action. And you're saying, well, that's not where I'm at. I'm divided. You know, I, I'm not serious with my walk with Yeshua. You're going through, maybe you're caught up in religion. You're just going through religious practices and your faith is dead. You don't know the voice of Elohim. Then call on his name. Repent. Come back to him today and say, from this day forward, I'm going to serve you. 
Yehovah. I'm going to walk in your ways. I'm going to walk in the promises of Elohim for my life through Yeshua today. Hallelujah. Then let me know. Send me an email, Kenny at bulldozeoffaith.com. Anyway, uh, tomorrow we are going to continue with this I'm a Witness series. And uh, I can't wait to see what the Father is going to do in my life and also in your life as we are just being refreshed in what it truly means to be saved. And, and just think about what he has done in your life. You know, I think about how I recommitted my life back to God and the transformation that happened. I look at that journey from that uh, encounter with the Holy Spirit. You know, where has that taken me, you know, for this uh, 30-something years? where, wh What journey have I been on because I chose to walk out of that pub sober and rededicate my life back to Yeshua? Listen, even though I had that Damascus Road experience and that encounter, I could have been rebellious and said no to God. The, the question of the Holy Spirit was, it's time for you to come home. Basically, if you don't come home now, you're going to miss your entire destiny. And I look back at these years of what the Father has done in my life, and I rejoice at the many hundreds of thousands, millions of people I've had the privilege of ministering to on television networks, radio platforms, traveling and speaking all over the world, and, and, and sharing and encouraging and, and seeing salvation, deliverance and healing and... Look what God has done. And I sit back today and rejoice. But you know, life is not over. We are still pressing on with this journey. May we fan into flame the gifts that the Father has given us, that we will be effective in our witness, effective in our testimony for the glory of Yehovah. So join with us again tomorrow. And, uh, you know, if you're listening on the feeds, uh, don't forget to sign up to get uh, our alerts and updates for when we go live. Um, at the weekends, uh, we, we only send an uh, email out for the weekends. So if you're listening on YouTube, sign up to the doorbell and the subscribe uh, and also on Facebook, make sure you join us on uh, facebook.com forward slash faith. Tomorrow, if you want to join us on the Zoom call, we get together for a time of prayer and just fellowship together. I just sent a link right now It is uh, to our newsletter section. If you sign up there, you'll get our alerts and how you can log in to join us on the Zoom call. Uh, we also share that Zoom call on Crossing Point Global Community on our Facebook page. You can join us there. And, you know, let's get together and let's share our lives and our walk in faith and be an encouragement to each other to be effective for the gospel of the kingdom. Thanks for joining with me today. Look forward to seeing you on the Zoom call tomorrow. Until tomorrow, Shabbat Shalom.